So tell our listeners, Kurt, what the original name of Nike was before it was Nike. Because when your mother was pregnant with you, she had to change a tire and they put on a Goodyear tire and got you right to the hospital in time for you to be born. This story does not involve a Trojan, or if it does, it involves the failure of said product. And that's what we get uh, our climate crisis today. Seriously. That is probably one of the most confusing logos when you think of the backstory. But tell us about Versace. This is a mighty, mighty fine day, friends, because it's another episode of Smart Dribble coming to you. This is Kurt Schneider along with... Hello, everybody. This is John Ellenthal. Hi, John. Hi, Kurt. John, I'm so excited for today's episode. That's unusual. <laughs> oh, I see that sort of sarcasm. Little sarcasm. By the way, Kurt. someone told me once that sarcasm was actually a sign of intelligence, it's but very, in your case, I'm not sure. very important that you and I believe that, Kurt. <laughs> I believe on a recent episode, you proffered that the length of your second toe was an indicator of intelligence. Which it is. In this case, I think sarcasm may be a better argument. You know what I used to tell my boys? No. Blueberries. Blueberries are a sign of intelligence. Give you intelligence. Yeah. I actually bought a container of blueberries today, even though it's terribly off season. And I bought them because the blueberries were like half the size of a cherry. They were gigantic blueberries. Too sweet. Too sweet. They're probably tasteless because it's November. Where did you hear toot sweet? Where's that from? That would be from Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Yes, it would when they're in the candy factory. That was Willy Wonka. Toot sweet. It was the candy that was in the shape of a whistle. Imagine if they had trident gum in that candy factory, Kurt. See what you did there, John. Yeah, Kurt, I'm going to do our best for both of us to get us on to today's podcast topic, the one that you were so excited about a few minutes oh, yeah, right, ago. Right, right, right. So today, John... Oh, you're going to do it yeah, now. Okay, Kurt's you, back. Well, you brought it up. Trident. Trident, which was, of course, the staff, the weapon, the armor, the scepter of whom, John? That would be Poseidon, the Greek god of the sea, who is also Zeus's brother. Also Neptune for those Romans. Lend me your ears. So today we're going to chat about the Greek myths, the Greek gods, the Greek people from mythology who are still alive in our present day in terms of products or conversation or companies. Well, when you stop and think about it, it's actually pretty amazing how broadly dispersed across company names and product names Greek mythology is. And of course, the classic example is Nike. Yes. Nike was the Greek goddess of victory and her little victory swoosh, that little wing there, is their logo. And we're going to talk about some that are a little bit less obvious than that. But before we leave Nike, do you know what Nike was called before it was named Nike? Yes. Do you know why? Do I know why you know? Yeah. Why do you know? Because I read Shoe Dog, the autobiography oh, of Phil, Phil Knight. Knight. Yeah. I didn't read it, but you recommended it to yeah, me. Yeah, it was very good. I think I bought it for you. You didn't read it. No, like you many, bought me other books like that I haven't books. read. Exactly. So tell our listeners, Kurt, what the original name of Nike was before it was Nike. Waffle Shoe. That is incorrect. 
But you think that's very funny. Of course, they didn't they use like a waffle iron to make their first, first sole? Yeah. Anyway, it was called Blue Ribbon Sports yes. before they discovered the Greek goddess of victory, Nike. I think they made a big and good change. Me too. So there are lots of others. Would you like to give us an example of a product or a company that so, has borrowed from Greek mythology, either literally or symbolically? I was lucky enough for about 10 years, John. I was on the board of directors of a famous nonprofit theater in America. Zeus Theater. No, the theater was in Harlem. It's called the Apollo Theater. Yes, the Apollo Theater. And for 10 years, I was on the board. Now, Apollo, the Greek god of many things, one of which, besides the sun and everything else, is music. And the Apollo Theater certainly is the god and goddess of music theaters in the world because... That's where so many amazing legends got their start, played, and also finished up. You could call it the Mount Olympus of music. We were there one time when we put Gladys Knight into the Apollo Hall of Fame. Were the pips there? She showed up with one pip. Hang on, Gladys Knight and the pip? Yeah, it happened to be her brother. And this guy, she did Midnight Train to Georgia, and this guy did... Everything that all the pips did by himself. He was in the back doing to the left, to the right, and up and down. It was phenomenal. Did she explain what happened to the other pips? She, she probably did, but we were so transfixed it didn't matter. Yeah, that, so would, that would be amazing. I give you Greek mythology, Apollo, and boom, in Apollo Theater in Harlem. All right, well, that is ripped from your personal history. Ripped. Ripped. From your personal like history. Euripides, also Greek. Euripides, Eumenides. In fact, Aaron Levin in eighth grade and ninth grade had a bong and we called it Euripides anyway. Why? I don't know. He called it Euripides. His dad was Ryan from Ryan's Hope. Was that a soap opera? Yeah, in the 70s. Wow. Well, that's a wonderful little story, Kurt. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to give you a product, actually a company. That comes from my personal background, and that is Goodyear Tire. Now, Goodyear, do you know the Greek god of Goodyear? (laughs) No, I don't know what you're talking about. That might be an allegory. Well, the, the logo of Goodyear, not the name Goodyear, is a picture of really the symbol of Hermes. It's a tire, John, with some. Have you not? No, 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 that's not true. The logo is. Hermes shoe with the wing on it. It is clearly Hermes shoe. If you were to look at it, you would no longer be confused. If you're French, what would you call it though? Hermes. Yes. So Hermes, as I'm sure you know, was the god of speed and swiftness. And one of Hermes' roles was to deliver messages on behalf of Zeus. And so you could always count on being delivered to the place you needed to be delivered. So Goodyear has borrowed Hermes as their logo. And there you have it. So why are there not more companies called Zeus? Because Zeus was it, right? Wasn't Zeus in between the Titans and the rest of the gods and then like got rid of the Titans and banished them and all this stuff? You might want to ask me, what is it about Goodyear that makes it part of my personal story? Well, I get that. What is the part of it? Because when your mother was pregnant with you... She had to change a tire and they put on a Goodyear tire and got you right to the hospital in time for you to be born. Close. Okay. Goodyear is headquartered in Akron, Ohio. Yeah, the Zips. The Akron Zips. 
Akron is known as the rubber capital of the world. Yes. By the way, Trojan. We'll get there in a second. Okay. This story does not and involve... And Ramses, or Ramses is... This, that's an Egyptian. Yeah. This story does not involve a Trojan, or if it does, it involves the failure of said product. I was conceived, Kurt, in Akron, Ohio. Oh, my Lord. Okay. Home of Goodyear. I get it. Thank you. And I was delivered. My message was delivered about nine months later. So... I- so I wasn't that far off. It involved pregnancy, yes. So I'll give you that. At Camp Dudley in the Adirondacks, where I oh, went. Oh, God, the god Dudley. He was the dorkiest. He was the Greek god of dorks, right? There was a family that had, like, all their kids went there, and one of them was named Zeus. Just saying. He was pretty cool. So I had a business partner that you met, actually, at one point. Oh, yeah, Zeus. Uh, Zeus Pelusis. Hello, Zeus. And the funny thing about Zeus, he's a great guy. Great guy. One of the great things is when people would call his house or his office and they said, is Zeus there? He would always say, which one? (laughs) Which is pretty funny when you think about it. Because not that many places, Kurt, have multiple Zeuses there. I'm with you. I know people who used to pronounce Dr. Seuss's name Zeus. And he used to, I don't know, it drove That's me crazy. Wrong. Yeah. All right. So you brought up Trojan condoms. Do you want to talk more about that story? Because it's a richer thing than just a name. Okay. So for me, it was just the name. So the Trojans were part of Greek mythology, right? Right. Well, the city of Troy, where right. Trojans come from. What was the city of Troy surrounded by? Water. A wall. Oh, yeah. Of Remember course. the whole Trojan yeah, horse that right, got right. inside Had the wall? Had to get in there. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So There's some, some water there, too. Some probably. have speculated. It's no reference to the wooden horse, by the way, the Trojan. <laughs> it is instead a reference people believe that you are protected behind a wall of rubber. <laughs> it's nothing to do with getting wood. There is a wooden horse, but I don't think that's why they named the product Trojan. I I think it was the barrier around the city of Troy. Now, ironically, the barrier was breached. That's a little risky. But maybe it's a bit of a bastardization, isn't it? Maybe they're they're making the point, Kurt. (laughs) Maybe they're making the point that no wall is foolproof because, of course, a condom is not 100 percent. I'm with you. Right. So can we keep going? Because what's amazing is Greek mythology. These are things from everywhere. Thousands of years ago, though, that are still in commercialization today. So what about the great Greek myth of the man who wanted wealth so badly and he finally got the opportunity and he said, just give me whatever I touch will turn to gold. Yes. The Greek god of mufflers. (laughs) King Midas. So King Midas, who was not a god, but he was got, a king. He was gifted the power that anything he could touch could turn to gold. And sadly, what happened? He touched his daughter, not yeah. inappropriately, and she turned into gold and she died, suffocated. So careful what you wish for. Just like Goldfinger and James Bond, by the way. That reminds me of Icarus and Daedalus, yes. which we've talked about. Mm-hmm. They were able to soar above the sea, but they got too close to the sun and the wax melted, their wings fell off and they plunged to their death in the sea. Kind of like Phaeton. Similar. Yeah, I guess there's a lot of... Phaeton, by the way, which I think is a car by like uh, Volkswagen or something, but you know who Phaeton was, right? The Greek god of Farfignugan. (laughs) He was the son of Helios. Do you know who Helios was? The Greek god of helium. Of the sun. The sun was Apollo, and Kurt. He asked, Kurt. he asked his father, can I please take the sun chariot 
trees across the sky, which is how the sun goes every day. And his father finally acquiesced. And Phaeton gets up there. His father said, whatever you do, do not do the whip on the horses. But Phaeton, like young guys will do, was apt to do, got too carried away and thought, this is great. Started beating his horses, woohoo, whipping them. And the horses went crazy. And Zeus had to throw a thunderbolt up to get Phaeton down. And that's what we get uh, our climate crisis today. <laughs> Seriously. I can see the look on your face. There's well, because that's what curiosity. Well, we had serious climate issues beforehand, the sun going crazy and burning up stuff. And that's what happened with Phaeton. And now Zeus saved us, but now we have climate issues. I'm going to go back to Apollo being the Greek oh, yeah. god of the sun. Okay. So I don't know if he lent it one day to Phaeton, but I'll Helios. give you Helios. Helios, sorry. I will give you an example of Apollo used correctly, if you would like. Jim Lovell, who was who? Oh, he was on the spaceship that went to Apollo 11. He was on the Apollo 13, 13. mission. Yeah. In fact, he was the commander of said mission. Played by Tom Hanks. Played from, yes. So he, he won twice. He got to go to the, well, it, he didn't get make, necessarily make it to the moon. That got scary. Yeah. In any event, if Tom Hanks plays you in the movie, you did all right. Unless you're a volleyball. Or unless you're a woman, but that takes us right back to Bosom Buddies. So I guess he could do that, too. <laughs> Did you know that Peter Scolari just died? Was he the other buddy in yeah. Bosom Buddies? Oh. I just found that out. Now, in the 1980s, you could only rent an apartment in New York City if you were a woman? Well, I think in this particular place, that was the rule. It was for women only, and it was the best. I get that, but not in the 80s, maybe in the 40s. Or 40s. Don't you think there's a place in the 80s or possibly right now that's for women only? No. There are probably women-only colleges still, Kurt, like Smith or Wellesley, Sometimes we used to sneak into the YWHA, the Young Women Hebrews Association in your show. Yaha. <laughs> How do you pronounce YWHA? <laughs> Yahweh. <laughs> that was not How about excellent. That? Maybe that's what they were doing. Maybe. Not a song, though, by uh, the village people. Would you, why don't you sing this, what <laughs> that would sound like? At the YWHA. Yeah, it's they like not a homeowners interested. association. They weren't interested. It's the Young Women's Homeowner Association. <laughs> so let me tell you about Apollo. Yeah. There was the Apollo 13 mission, and Jim Lovell, the commander, actually sketched a logo of, you know, every mission had its own logo, and he sketched a chariot flying across the sky. Amazing. To the sun. Amazing. And it became the actual logo, and there was a Latin inscription on there. For the Apollo 13 mission, it was Ex Luna Scientia. Oh, yes. And that stands moon for... Moon and Science. From the Moon Knowledge. And apparently that was a play on words because the Naval Academy, their Latin motto... Yeah, same is thing. Ex Trident Scientia, which is from the sea knowledge. So from the moon knowledge, from the sea knowledge. So there would be an example of Apollo manifesting in modern life. Wonderful. Kind of like... Goodyear tires and you being conceived. What about our buddy Gianni Versace? Oh, man. That is probably one of the most confusing logos when you think of the backstory. But tell us about Versace. Well, it's a Medusa. Right. But Medusa, basically, she had her hair was basically a bunch of snakes. Serpents, yeah. Serpents. Well, snakes. Yeah. And if you deign to look at her, you were frozen as stone. Why would that become the basis for the Versace logo? If this were a video, Kurt, <laughs> the fact that you were sitting there stone-faced would have been great. 
But this is a podcast. Because I believe what he wanted to do was create fashion that would be so overwhelming to you. Because what Medusa did, the reason why she got you to look at her is she was so unbelievably appealing and sensual. And she wanted you and you couldn't help but look at her and then stone. Right. But is the goal of fashion to stun someone into stone face silence? That's where you get rock hard abs. <laughs> uh, I get the stone rock there. Maybe it was the ultimate mic drop. If that was the if that was the impact you were seeking with your fashion. All right. So we're talking about Greek mythology. OK, we are. So I'd like to talk about the goddess of beauty and love. Venus. I'm talking about Venus. Now, who painted the most incredible Venus of all time? Da Vinci. No. <laughs> Botticelli. Okay. He created the Venus that's coming out of the shell with her long Who hair. did Venus de Milo? Venus de Milo is a statue. I know, but look, they borrowed Venus. Well, and who was Milo? De Milo. I think it was Venus of Milo. Yeah, where's Milo? It's got to be in Italy. <laughs> So anyway, Venus, the goddess of beauty and love. And what happens? We turn it into a razor for women. Well, I think it speaks to beauty because when <laughs> no, you... I get it. I get okay. it. But come on. I think that one kind of works like Nike sort of works, know, you know. But it's kind of cheapening these amazing icons. Well, they I, are I, icons. Look, I think... Gods and goddesses and icons. Commercializing them is going to take a little bit of the glory and depth and beauty out of... So who is the worst person or worst industry offender in doing this? The car industry. Exactly. So let's just go through some of the cars. Okay. Mercury. Yeah. Odyssey. as an Odysseus. I know. Saturn. Titan. Failed. How about the Tennessee Titans? Right. Well, that's what, right. How about Remember the Titans with Denzel Washington? Oh, my God. Why don't you movie. tell our listeners who the Titans were? Because they were not really Greek gods. Well, the Titans. Even though Zeus had his relationship. Well, Zeus's father was a Titan. So the Titans ruled the earth before the Greek gods, before humans came. They were neither human nor were they of beautiful God status. They were these people that ruled earth and they were not nice people. And they they had fire and they had grossness and they would eat you up and they'd tear you apart. And they'd eat you with their teeth and they'd rip you apart and they were terrible. So... You know what Zeus did when he took over? What's that? He took them and he took one of them, which was Atlas. Right. He said, Atlas, you say you're strong, you're Titan, but guess what? You Titans suck. So I'm going <laughs> to banish you. And you know what he did to Atlas? He made Atlas. Hold up the world while someone ate his liver. No. Or something. Two different people. Who ate his liver? No one ate Atlas's liver. No, because he held up the he held up the world. Right. But no one ate his Who was the one who had his liver eaten? You're thinking of uh, Prometheus? Prometheus. Oh, that's because Zeus was pissed that he gave man fire. Right. So he had to do what? He had to he had he got he was He was holding something. No, he had snakes all around him that held him in bondage while someone But he ate, was having his liver eaten. Eagle ate his liver. Okay. Yes. And that is a statue we have in Rockefeller Center. Yes, we do. Yeah. But Atlas, Zeus said, you must hold up the heavens and separate it from the earth. And he was the guy, think about that. All this pressure and he's holding in between the two. That's a lot of pressure. Yeah. So anyway, I'm surprised you haven't brought up Ajax yet. Did you have Ajax at home when you were growing up? We did. We were a comet household. 
That sounds celestial yeah. in and of itself. Yeah. So Ajax, yeah. So Ajax was a very, very strong warrior. Yeah. In fact, he was the second most acclaimed warrior of the Trojan War behind, behind Odysseus. No. Achilles. Yes. And he was thought to be stronger. He was incredibly strong. So we turned him into a powder that so cleans toilets? When, well, it's a tough powder. <laughs> so when Ajax was introduced, their slogan was tougher than dirt. And uh, they borrowed it because he was such a strong warrior. Okay. I don't know why you'd pick the number two warrior. It's kind of like, you know, Avis, we try harder. Achilles doesn't roll off your tongue for like, something that cleans your toilet bowl. But Ajax, I get it. Kurt, what about Pandora, which is a very popular music service? And also a jewelry store chain. I wonder why they chose Pandora when the god of music was Apollo. So I don't think they should have done it for music, but I get it for jewelry. You know why? Because you open up the jewelry box and yep. all hell breaks loose. <laughs> yep. All the evils come out. Yep. Once you get that jewelry box going, things happen. So, yes, that was Pandora. Uh-huh. And then we haven't talked at all about the number one commerce company in the world. I'm yes. talking about Walmart, because Walmart was not a Greek god. But, well, the Amazons weren't necessarily, were they gods? So here's the issue. A, they were goddesses in type because they were incredibly strong. They had more than human-like Well, they were warrior. Yes. But yes. were they gods? Goddesses. I'm sorry, goddesses? No, but they were stronger than and better than regular humans. But here's the thing. Were they stronger than Ajax? I don't think Bezos named Amazon after the Amazon women. I don't think he did either. He named it after the Amazon, the vastness of the Amazon rainforest. That's what I think. Because you remember their early commercials. Yeah, I do. That's what I they would. Thinking. They would have this person calling to see if a warehouse was big enough. He was looking for the biggest warehouse yeah. because a huge part of Amazon's brand has always been selection. Every book you could ever want. Yeah. So I think it was about size and breadth and yes. volume. And in this case, it did not come. But speaking of Seattle, companies that sound like they drew their name from Greek mythology. Microsoft. Well, Amazon did not. Microsoft, the god of DOS. Yes. <laughs> Tell us the story of Starbucks, Kurt. Oh, well, Starbucks was actually by Herman Melville. It was a book called Billy Bud, a short story. Did you ever read this? No, but I think today is the anniversary of the publishing of Moby Dick, speaking of Melville. Since every day is a smart drivel day, great. So do you want to tell us about Starbucks? So Billy Budd is a book uh, by Herman Melville, a short story, and it takes place on a boat. And a boat is out whaling. And there happens to be a person on that boat who loves coffee. You know what his name was? Starbuck. Hence the name of the store, Starbucks. Juan Valdez. No. <laughs> so what does that have to do with Greek mythology, John? Well, I'll tell you, because the Starbucks logo, again, you go after the name of the company. I go after the logo. Because yeah, you're a vis you visual are, guy. You and I are different. Yeah. I'm a visual guy. You're the one showing a stone face on a, on a podcast. Look, you're doing it again. <laughs> so the Starbucks logo has been confirmed by the company that is, it is a siren. And you'll recall oh. the sirens from Odysseus. the Odyssey. Yes. They would basically, oh, yeah. you know, they were super mermaids and they would lure sailors to their death. Now, they were what, you know, what made them a super mermaid? They had two tails, whereas regular mermaids only had one tail. So what would the second tail do? 
I think it was their voices and their beauty that yeah, would get Yeah, they would people. make a siren like noise. Didn't, didn't Odysseus say to their guys, wrap stuff in your ears and so we don't hear them? And when he got to Medusa, he didn't want to turn stone face. He said, wrap something in my eyes so I won't look. Was that after he, he poked the cyclops in the eye? Yes. Okay, so. That's how he got out of the There cave. are some people believe that, you know, sailors had this habit of listening to the siren song and yeah. perhaps that's reminiscent of the habit of drinking coffee daily. Do you think that's where we get sirens now from like an ambulance and a police thing? Well, I think the notion of a loud piercing noise that rises above the din and captures your attention. I don't see why not. So perhaps comes, that is the word. That's what I'm thinking comes right from there. Okay. God, are you interesting? Thank you. I was just coming up with that. So Very good. how we're making these connections. That's what we do here at Smart Drivel, John. Do you have a preferred gas station, Kurt? Shell. Because <laughs> that comes from the Greek god of, of shell. Of beaches. Yes. Of beaches. Beaches, because it's all inclusive. I'm going to give you mobile. And once again, mobile was not a Greek god. Pegasus. Pegasus is their logo. Yes. So Pegasus, of course, is the famous flying horse yes. from Greek mythology. Yes. Flew so, too close to the sun and the, its wings melted because of they were made of wax. No, <laughs> we have a conflation yes, going on there. We do. In any event, remember on an earlier episode, we discussed Icarus and Daedalus, and you learned that Daedalus actually built... The labyrinth where the Minotaur the labyrinth, was. Right, for King Minamamamam. What's his king? Mag Amagemnon. Amagemnon. No, it, was not, it was not Armageddon and it was not Agamemnon. It was Agamemnon. It was like King Minus or something like that. Midas! No, different king. We're bringing it right back. You could totally get confused by this stuff. In any event, mobile... Their logo is Pegasus, the flying horse that can take you anywhere, Aha. just like your car or boat or plane. I get or that. Car in our so case. what you're telling me is that is a Greek usage of what we do now. I'm telling you that the symbol of Pegasus is an essential part of the mobile oil company's reason for being. And position in the marketplace. So what's amazing is we're talking 3,000 years and now we're using these. So let's end this podcast because we have to go, John. As Mark Antony said, let them eat cake. No. <laughs> it's all Greek to me. We should name the episode that, Kurt. Anyway, listen, thank you, everybody, for listening. Kurt and I will be back next week with a brand new episode of Smart Dribble. Until then, we hope your week is filled with Smart Dribble. Thank you, everybody. Uzo, everybody. I've had Uzo. Yeah. Now, as we discussed in a recent episode, it's licorice flavor. Anise. Right. And you don't like that. Don't like it at all. But Goodbye. when I was in Greece, I drank Uzo. Well, when in Greece. Oh, no, that's Rome. And that's the same. You know what? God. Athens was not built in a day. Goodbye. Okay. Goodbye, everybody. 